Welcome to the MGU Podcast, the Michael Genomatic Universe. I am one of your hosts. I am Michael. And I'm Gina. Gina, we're going into a whole different world now. A whole different world. A whole different world. Yeah. Well, so a lot are we of, leaving Earth? That well, that would be amazing if we could. Right now, it's it's a, kind of a mess down here. It is a mess down here. But no, and we have left Earth. The MCU, you know, we've left Earth. That's true. Several mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're gonna be doing a little bit different stuff with Doctor Strange, which okay. is our movie of the week. Mm-hmm. So we've been basically grounded in Earth, and we had they had their superpowers, but everything's kind of grounded. On Earth, right? Yes. Except for Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for the most part, that's what we've been doing, right? Except for Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I guess my main thing with Doctor Strange is that he is a sorcerer. So we're kind of going into a magical world, a little bit more He's a uh, sorcerer. mystical stuff. Yeah. Mm, so I, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what you think about this because it is a little bit of a left turn from what we've been doing. Yeah. Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, they went, that all took place in space. Right. And it was a nice little change of pace from. Um, all the stuff we had been watching. Mm-hmm. So here we are with Doctor Strange. All right. Not so, sure how I feel about the lead, the lead man. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Are you yeah. not a Benedict Cumberbatch eh. fan? Eh. Really? Tell me more about. I don't that. really. I don't have really anything. You have no. Opinion? I, got, I got nothing to back it up. Oh, he uh, just is kind of uh, to me. Have you seen him in other movies? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Have you seen him in Sherlock Holmes? No. Okay. He's what else has he been too. in? Uh, he was in other movies. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he's always around and I don't like his look. He was nominated for an Academy Award for a movie that I can't really? remember. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, though. Oh, okay. my gosh. Yeah, anyway, he's around and I've seen him many times, but I guess I don't know what I've seen him in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I have nothing to base that generalization on. Yeah. And I shouldn't have even said it. Well, I'll say this. I saw Sherlock Holmes, the mm-hmm. actual show that the I guess it's a BBC show, and every episode was basically a movie. So it's very. Oh, I did see a couple snippets of that. Yeah, I wasn't watching it, but Hannah was, and I I saw it. I, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a solid show for the most part, but there was a point where I realized that I couldn't understand anything that was going on because I couldn't get past the accents. I realized that that subtitles. Po- yes, that's that was my mistake. I should have yeah. had the oh, subtitles yeah. on. Always. I, I didn't even think about it at the time, though. So I have to go back and rewatch that show because it was good. And Martin Freeman is in it as well, who's Those awesome. Brits. Those Brits. You gotta have subtitles. We do. We absolutely do. do. And so I blame myself Kay. for that. And I'm sure there's other things that I should see this guy in, and whatever. I'll get around to it one of these days. But for now, all I know him is as Sherlock Holmes okay. and or Doctor Strange. Well, maybe I'm going to fall in love with him as Doctor Strange. You very well might, okay. or you might actually hate it. Okay. But I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. And I don't know how you feel about it. You don't. You don't. I, I keep a stone face on these you movies. You do. I really try to. I want you to yeah, not no, know I, anything. Yeah, I've never been able to predict how you would feel about a movie. Yeah. You've done I, a great job. Thank you. And I'm really trying to keep those spoilers to a minimum, which I think I've done. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, you've done a great job. Except on the story today, which I gave you a couple hints. You did give me a couple clues, but, and I'm sure that because of those clues, I nailed it. I'm pretty sure you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, based on that mm-hmm. movie poster, I think you would have, you should have figured it out. Yeah, it was all right there, like you said. I mean, mm-hmm. an imposing figure walking mm-hmm. out of some yellow light, that's enough to go on, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't think so? We'll see. 
Well, I guess this we'll find out. This could be the one, out. Michael. Here's a reminder that we have Charlie, our Stan Lee, the dog that barks every episode. And we just want to make sure that you know that if you listen to the whole show and you hear a bark, we want you to email us at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com and let us know the timestamp of when Charlie barked. And you can win an MGU pint glass, a tote bag, or possibly a mug. There's one mug left. There's one mug, so it's your choice. So just make sure you do that. And and we do this every episode. Yes. Until we run out, which is going to be soon. Yes. So Well, no, we have a lot of mugs. Or not mugs, I'm sorry, pint glasses. Oh, we do have a lot of them? Yes, we've only given one away and we have several more. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. might make it all the way through this with giveaways. We will. Well, we might have extras if people don't enter because nobody entered last week. Oh. Mm-hmm. As I said on Facebook today, they have forgotten us. They have. We should not have gone away. So <laughs> no we one cares anymore. The other thing we'd love you to do is send us questions because we like answering your questions. We do. For this segment that we call the mailbag. Sean asks, as the title implies, superhero was not Dr. Stephen Strange's first career. What did you always imagine yourself doing before you ended up doing what you're doing? What setbacks set you on the path to the best life you're leading right now? That's from Coach Sean. Sean, how do you know we're living our best lives? You have no idea, Maybe we're not. That's very possible. All right. Uh, You can go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first on this one. Well, ultimately, I wanted to be a writer. I -hmm. actually started in high school. I I did a lot of writing with like creative writing, and I did some newspaper writing, things like that, or journalism kind of things. And so I loved it. I loved writing. So when I got to college, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I got there. I got to journalism school, went through it, and that's where it just kind of ended. I went out on some job interviews and went to Monroe, Wisconsin, and was told, hey, we're not taking anybody. (laughs) And Monroe, Wisconsin, if you don't know where it is, it's right by Madison. It's about, I don't know, nine people in it. And I figured, well, if I can't get a job here, I'm probably in trouble. So I just kind of set it aside, and I just kind of put off writing and stopped so yeah it's a huge setback but now here i am doing this <laughs> there's a huge so gap do in you there. feel okay so do you feel now like you are doing ultimately what you were meant to do i don't know if there's if that's an actual thing where people <laughs> are meant to do something because that seems like then you have like there's a destiny or something let me rephrase michael yes, yes. are you living your best life in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Okay. Yeah. I like what I do as my job, but I won't call it the most fulfilling job in the world. No offense to anybody that's listening to this for my job, <laughs> but it's not the most fulfilling. Uh, but at the same time, I get to do improv with my friends. I have a lovely girlfriend and I have, uh, I, for the most part, I have a pretty good life. So in that way, yes, it's very good. There's also, but there's a, that missing part where I... Uh, I don't do any writing anymore. It's very difficult for me to write because I'm very hard on myself. And so I don't really like what I do. So that's been my biggest block. I've heard from people of what I should do to try to get over that block. I just have not applied it. And here I am at 45 and who knows if I'll ever do it. But I have some other lovely creative endeavors that fulfill that need. But Michael. Yes. Would you like to talk any more about your lovely girlfriend? (laughs) Uh, well, you're sitting right across from me. No, stop. And Please you're beautiful. Stop. Please and you're stop. Wonderful. I was joking. Oh, okay. Uh, how about you? But maybe Sean, Coach Sean, would like to talk to you about he how might. you can how you can improve your best he life possibly living. Possibly would. Coach Sean Dillon. 
Well, this is a very interesting question for me because I feel like my whole life has sort of been a journey from thing to thing to mm-hmm. thing. So I don't know. I, I, and I don't think I was a person who really said, this is it. This is what I'm going to do and just did it. I went into teaching in college and I, I did become a teacher and I loved it. But then when I started having kids, there was no question I wanted to stay home with them. And that was so important to me that I gave up teaching and did a lot of part-time jobs to enable me to do that. And I was so focused on that, I think a lot of times I didn't really think about where I would be right now at this point in life. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just was so all in on the kids that I just didn't really, I guess I probably thought I'd be married and an empty nester and it was just sort of this gray swirling void out there somewhere. So uh, to that end, I don't, I mean, I didn't have an expectation. Um, All kinds of crazy things happened uh, personally and professionally, but I will say having had a father who was in real estate and always loving houses and loving real estate, I did think about that a lot throughout my whole adult life. So when I started officially being a realtor uh, 11 years ago, um, it kind of felt like I had found the thing I was supposed to do. Nice. Because I do. I I absolutely love my job. And I love the working with people. And I love the real estate. So that part is is great. Uh, I will say that... There are lots of things that have happened that were not pleasant, that sure, right. were, were painful. But I also feel like I'm pretty happy about where things are right now, where my family is at. And so I don't have regrets about it. I think I just think, well, life is a big, fat adventure. And mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen next? Are you living your best life, Gina? I think I am. Okay. Okay. That's, I think, when we were talking... For the most part. For the most part. Right. Of course, there's always stuff. But that's why I always wonder about the thing about destiny or the thing you're supposed to do. That means there's an end point. And no matter what roads you take, you're going to get to that end point. Your destiny changes all the time. True. Just by doing anything, right? If you you decide to, I don't know, eat eat a burger instead of a salad, your your whole future changes based on that, right? I mean, it's a butterfly effect. (laughs) I just thought of something gross, but I won't say it. Oh, great. (laughs) So anyway. No, that's true. That is very true. And I think it's interesting because you and I have had very different adulthoods. Very much so, yes. Um, You know, you've you've done a lot of different things, but it hasn't wildly varied maybe as much as my life has. And I've gone down this twisting, turning, curving. And now we're together and you have a much simpler life in many ways than Mm -hmm. I do. That's by design. Right. And I have a very complicated life and long for a little bit simpler life. Yeah. But yet, let's face it, what would I do with a super simple life? I don't know what you'd do. You'd go a little crazy. Maybe. Yeah. So I think we're a good balance. I think so too. So that was a great question, Sean. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Sean. Yeah. This is also uh, therapy. Wow. Yeah. Sean just wanted to talk, as he wanted us to talk more about our relationship. I think he did. I think, I think he, he did. did yeah. People are sick of hearing just about Marvel. Let's yeah. hear about, what about these us? Two, right? Right. So the other question I have, because we are going on this little mystical journey with Dr. Strange and the, the MCU, what are your thoughts on magic? Oh, my thoughts on magic. Yeah, just magic. Well, magic is a very general term. There True. are, there are magic tricks, which are actually illusions right. of things that aren't mm-hmm. really happening. And then there's actual magic, supernatural events that we can't explain. Right. 
Can you be more specific? No, just choose one, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say I love the idea that there's a little bit of magic in the world and in life. Uh, I even when things don't seem like they're possible, it's really fun to to think about them being possible. And so, oh, is that surprising? That you? was so deep. Oh. Well, I mean, it you really can take it, it could be anything from Santa Claus, believing in Santa right. Claus, to um, thinking about something supernatural happening and guiding us to something. I, I yeah, I'm very, I'm very intrigued by those kinds of things. Very cool. You, on the other hand, strike me as a more practical person. Oh, very much so. So, what are your thoughts on magic? Well, I was thinking when I asked a question about kind of like I was thinking more in the magic tricks performance kind of way, but I like the way you put it more. But um, so magic, I was thinking in the performance sense actually stresses me out when I watch it because I'm so worried they're gonna screw up in front of the audience. <laughs> you get really codependent so with, with the magician. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me so nervous. And, it, and uh, also, I find a lot of the magic very cheesy when I watch it, except for like Penn and Teller, who use blood and gore to enhance mm-hmm. their show, which I think is hilarious. Um, as far as what you were saying about magic in the world, I mean, I guess I don't think of it as magic. I just kind of think of it as things that happen and they're kind of... Have a, a scientific explanation, there's Michael. An explanation. There's always an explanation. There always is. For the, I should say for the most part. But what do I know, right? Honestly, I'm kind of... I don't know. I don't know. What do anything. any of us know? No, Magic Johnson was a great point guard for the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers. He was my favorite player growing Different up. Different thing so, entirely. Very much so. Anyway, that's that question. We have a couple more questions that people ask that we're going to more uh, incorporate more into our later discussion. One of them is about Tilda Swinton's casting as the chosen one. And the other is about Benedict Cumberbatch's accent. Yeah. So, so I need to see the movie before we can talk about that. Yeah, we don't want to that. spoil anything for Gina, uh, but we'll get to that later. Okay. But for right now, that's the mailbag. Well, Gina, I think we should just move right along here into our favorite part of the show. Before we do, though, I have to say one thing. Yes. I would like you to, to tell everyone what the date is today, the date we're recording. Okay. It's uh, October 19th, October 2020. October 19th. Mm-hmm. And what's happening outside? Oh, it's snowing. Is it still snowing? It yes. is still snowing. It has been snowing all afternoon. It's not staying, though. No, but boy. It's just that... It, I don't like the trend. The fact that there's the possibility it can snow really bothers you, it seems. Okay, moving on. (laughs) I don't know what I just did. Yes, our favorite part where I read the synopsis that I've written. Yep, more of a prediction than a synopsis, really. Entirely on the movie poster because I've actively avoided spoilers. Yeah, and I've actively avoided trying to give you any spoilers. You've done a great job. Which, by the way, is really hard to do when I get... Because there's these movies coming up, and I have to be like, oh, we only have these movies coming up. But there's some of them that I might be more excited about than others, and I I really want to express how excited I am. But I'm trying to be like, "Eh, well, yeah, here's... Thor and Black Panther Next are coming up. Next is Doctor Strange. Yeah. Next is Black Panther. Yeah, it's, You're doing it, though. Oh, You're my doing gosh. A great job. Okay, so uh, without further ado, mm-hmm. let's hear this prediction and this lovely story that's coming from Gina. Here it is. Doctor Strange is not his real name, but it's how people have begun to refer to the doctor known for creative treatments on his patients. It seems they are often cured of disease, but with additional and unexpected abilities afterwards. <laughs> yep. Should we just pause for you to just <laughs> no, laugh? Keep going, keep going, keep going. That was, this is the strongest reaction you've had. For example, 
A girl who had her appendix rupture came out of surgery without an appendix, but with the ability to jump extremely high. (laughs) Another patient had an aneurysm and came out of surgery with the ability to read people's thoughts. Right. Dr. Strange's human experiments are relatively harmless and keep him amused and the community entertained. He's a clown. I'm close, right? Oh, absolutely. One day, he realizes he's being followed, and fearing the worst, he decides to hide the true source of his special powers, one of the Infinity Stones. Oh. Mm -hmm. I saw the necklace. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that Thanos has discovered the source of the stone and sent one of his minions to retrieve it. Doctor Strange must use the stone and find new and creative techniques to stop the stone from landing in the wrong hands. Plenty of chaos will ensue with some magical and special effect filled battle scenes. Word of the chaos will reach Tony Stark, who is conflicted because he did sign the Sokovia Accords, but understands the terrible consequences if Infinity Stones get into the hands of the wrong gods, or God specifically. Eventually, Tony and some of the other Avengers will help Doctor Strange defeat the minion. The movie will end with Tony asking Doctor Strange to consider helping the Avengers in their future missions. So when you first started this story... When you doubled over in laughter? I was really thinking that you... Off the you've, chair, when you were falling yeah, off the chair? Well, just when... I thought at that point, maybe you'd just given up on this segment and just decided, I'm just going to throw it all against the wall and I don't care anymore because it was so awesome. Okay. And ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then it became a more traditional... Brought it round. You really did. Steered it right back around. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, you nailed it. <laughs> um, so I think based on that, it's time to go watch a movie. I'm ready. So the movie we're going to see is Doctor Strange starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Tilda Swinton, Rachel McAdams, Mads Mikkelsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, and Scott Atkins, and directed by Scott Derrickson. Nice job with some challenging names. I think I got that one. So are you ready to see it? I'm ready. Here we go. We just watched Doctor Strange. Good thing you're cute. What did I do? <laughs> you know what you did. Uh, for those of you all joining us, I made some comments. <clears throat> Just a little behind the scenes. A little behind the scenes. Stuff. Yeah. But anyway. Dr. It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. So, we are done. We're done with it. And we watched it a little broken up. We had a few interruptions, but Yeah, I had to go get my cat it. insulin because that's my life now. <laughs> that was one of the things. And then ordered pizza. <laughs> and, and then the wrong thing pizza. came. Yeah, we got the wrong item. But I don't think, I mean, I tasted the spaghetti that came and it tasted pretty good. But then we got artichoke dip on top of that. So <laughs> You're such we, a food whore. We ate oh, so much. Oh, it's the wrong thing. I'll take it. <laughs> well, what are you supposed to do? Give it back? <laughs> I mean, because we, we touched it. We can't do that anymore. I don't know if you were ever supposed to. Oh my to, God, but tell me that never it. happened. I don't know. I mean, I'm a little more careful than I used to be, so about those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange, very different from what we've seen before, I'd say. Yes. Right? Origin story, though, Mm -hmm. which we, I mean, we well, Ant-Man was an origin story, but it feels like we haven't had a lot of them in a while. Yeah, I was just thinking, actually, when I was looking at the list of movies, trying to think about where I was going to rank this, I saw Ant-Man and I thought, oh, yeah, this is kind of a similar... I mean, it's not a similar movie, but it kind of a similar feeling yeah. origin story. I mean, it, those origin stories always have that similar arc where it's they they learn what they you know they they become what they are. They, right. They have to fail before they succeed. 
Exactly. It's just kind of the way these things and are designed, right? I love right? me a good origin story. You do like origin stories, I which I love that you like them. So what we're going to do first before we get into the discussion is we're going to do what's now, I don't know if it's going to be a staple, but I think maybe it will be because it's kind of fun. It's pretty fun. And we're both fans of beat poetry, obviously. We're going to do the 24... 24- <laughs> word synopsis i think when we all come out of covid you and i are going to have a whole new hobby we're going to take it to the town yeah everything's gonna be 24 word synopsis 24 word poetry maybe we'll do like newscast 24 word newscast right or people can get like get home from work and call us and tell us about their day and we'll put it into 24 words it's a thing it might be a thing oh my god if you have anything you'd like us to summarize in 24 words just we can do it MGU podcast 23 at gmail.com. Let's do it. I, I love it. It could be a new podcast. <laughs> so thank you, Sean, for the wonderful We idea. love you, Sean, so All right. much. Uh, so you want to start? Uh, did I start last time? I think you did. Do you want me to go first this time? Well, I, I mean, I can start. Why I'm, don't you go I'm ahead and do it? To start. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm so ready about, for this. Strange is a cocky surgeon, has bad accident, damages hands. Science won't fix him. He finds sorcery. Then finds himself. New superhero emerges. Yay. That's really good. Thank you. Wow. And you brought back cocky. I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> we have debated a- about using cocky and arrogant. And I almost changed it to arrogant because I could actually hear my son-in-law, Nick, in my head saying, oh, everybody's cocky. Cocky, cocky, cocky. Right. And he... Is probably laughing right now. We haven't, somewhere. We, haven't, we haven't had a really cocky superhero story in a while. I guess, yeah. I mean, well, Tony yeah. Stark is always cocky, always. Yeah. Even though I would say in the last movie, the Civil War movie, he was he was cocky, but he was very he was kind of subdued. Yeah, we've gotten to know him better too. So yeah, it's different. But he's, he's but, pained. He's gone through a lot of stuff. Doctor Strange, real cocky. Real cocky. So I guess it's my turn. It's your turn. I think mine is kind of similar, actually, but. We'll see. Uh, you ready? Yep. Arrogant Stephen Strange. Accident ruins hands. Goes to Nepal. Meets Ancient One. Gains powers. She dies. Dark Dimension opens. Time loop. The Sorcerer Supreme. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you did a better job, I think, summarizing the whole You really got the essence movie. of him, though, which I Thank think you. is the idea of art, Thank really. You. Is to get Do we the need to combine our efforts, or should we, st- should we keep we them We only separate? have 24 words. We can <laughs> not combine. I'm sorry. Then we'd be discussing until really all hours, be. arguing about the best adjectives. It would be a mess. It, it would be. Okay. So before we get into the meat of the discussion, should we do some fun facts? Let's do fun facts. Yeah. Doctor Strange was released on November 4th, 2016. It was written by John Spates, Scott Derrickson, and C. Robert Cargill, and directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed a lot of really bad horror movies before this, Hmm. including Sinister, which I guess wasn't too bad, Sinister 2, which I guess was really bad, Deliver Us from Evil, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and Urban Legends Final Cut. (laughs) I haven't heard of any of those. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out how he went from all these to directing this giant blockbuster because how do they pick i have no idea Hmm. i should probably look into that a little bit more but there were some other things i found more interesting so here we go opening weekend dr strange made 85.1 million dollars domestically it made 232.6 million worldwide 677.7 million which is the number 15 mcu movie and the number 131 movie of all time huh it had a reported budget of $165 million, 
which I'm guessing a bunch of that was special effects. Oh, yeah. Because good Lord, yeah. they oh, went yeah. all out on these. The reviews, it received an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So very well-reviewed movie. Mm-hmm. Audiences gave the film. An A. That is correct. I, I didn't look too far into the reviews, but most of them were very much happy that this was a ch- bit of a change of pace mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. Doctor Strange was created by writer Stan Lee and artist Steve Ditko in 1963. His first appearance was in Strange Tales, number 110, and his appearances increased the sales of the Strange Tales series. He was finally given his own book in 1968. He's gone through several transformations through the years while maintaining his Sorcerer Supreme roots. He was given a mask for a short time, teamed with a group called the Defenders, which included the Hulk, Submariner, and Silver Surfer, and he was also a member of the Illuminati. (laughs) <laughs> so he had a lot of different wow, things. Wow, okay. They also mentioned that Not he sure was... Not sure what to do with him. Uh, no, and for a while, I guess in the 80s, he was actually... He was basically... They didn't write any stories for him in the 80s at all. And I guess they brought him back a bit later. Okay. So I don't know what happened huh. exactly, but yeah. Doctor Strange has appeared on the screen before, but on the TV screen. He appeared in a made-for-TV movie in 1978, and there were hopes that, like The Incredible Hulk, a TV series would spawn out of it. But low ratings kept that from happening. It received largely negative reviews with critics calling it boring and not much happening over the course of the 90 minutes. (laughs) And I'm guessing it looked terrible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, it looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. Several other actors were considered for the role of Doctor Strange. So I'm just going to name some, and I want to see what your reaction is as far as how how you think they would do. Okay. Ethan Hawke. I I thought actually... I think that's... I, I thought he would be great. Yep. I think, I, yes, yeah. I agree. Oscar Isaac. I don't know who that okay. is. Okay. Ewan McGregor. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. 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 Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he probably could pull it off. Yeah, he could, I think. That's a guy who surprises me a lot. Right. So, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Okay. I could see it. Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah, I and, guess. Yeah, these are all I, actually pretty solid yeah, choices. Yeah, they're not bad. Ryan Gosling. Oh. He was the one that I kind of said no. Wow. Even though he's a good actor. I will actor. never say no to him. Well, how could you? <laughs> I'm just like, I, does it work? Who cares? He would have the chemistry. Who cares? That's a good point. And he would have the chemistry with Rachel McAdams because of the notebook. So, which you didn't see. I didn't. And how about Keanu Reeves? No. No, not at all. Do you think? I probably not. It's, there's too many words being said. Well, he's just <laughs> well, and he's so. It's not no. It's not believable because no. he's a brilliant surgeon. Right, and no. Keanu Reeves no. photographic memory. No, Keanu Reeves. No. Wow, you're making a lot of assumptions about Keanu Reeves that maybe maybe he does have photographic memory. Maybe he maybe. does. Maybe he shouldn't have played all the roles he's played then. Oh my God, he definitely... played John Wick and Ted. Those are great roles. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch eventually was offered the part, and the producer said he was really the only one they wanted all along, even when they were considering the other actors. He did not take it right away because he was performing on stage in Hamlet, which conflicted with the shooting schedule. I found this really interesting, actually. The film hired astrophysicist Adam Frank as a scientific consultant on the film. He advised on the human experience of space and time, which helped Marvel create ideas for the entire multiverse. Nice. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. And I and actually, what a good idea, because I said to you at one point, this is mind-boggling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's, a lot of it really is. heady stuff. 
Doctor Strange's presence has been hinted at in previous Marvel movies. In Thor, the Orb of Agamotto can be seen among the treasures in Odin's treasure chamber. In Thor The Dark World, the crossroads is among the various phrases written on Selvig's chalkboard. The crossroads is an other-dimensional reality that has a prominent role in the Doctor Strange comics. In Captain America The Winter Soldier, Stephen Strange is mentioned as one of the high-risk targets that Hydra keeps under surveillance. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's been there for a while, but now he's really here. He really is here. Rachel McAdams was Jon Favreau's first choice to play Pepper Potts, but she declined. And I would have probably rather had Rachel McAdams in the role. I just think she's better than Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm not familiar enough with her to know. I don't know. She seems like a really, well, she played such a solid character in this one. The Pepper Potts character is a little, yeah, no, I think she would have been better too. Gwyneth Paltrow should just do goop at this point, Mm -hmm. whatever thing she Mm -hmm. does. Anyway, that's the fun facts. Well, let's dive in. All right. So there's a lot of things to go over, as always. And yes. this was this was a more abstract movie than we're probably used to. I guess. Would you say? I mean, abstract, is that a good word for it? I don't know. You have headphones on, so I don't think you heard my stomach just growl really loud. I but did. I wonder if anyone else did. You just ate. Or did you eat? Is that what it was? Is it everything it processing? It was like artichoke dip. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't hear it. But I didn't hear it in my headphones. I just needed to name it in case it comes... Maybe that'll be the new Charlie will be your stomach growling. (laughs) Yeah, that might be what happens. Okay, sorry. (laughs) No, that's Boy, am I off task tonight. No, you're doing great. So so this is, as we said before, it's an origin story. Yes. And it has the typical origin story. Right. The plot, essentially. Um, You know, good versus evil. He has to prove himself. Basically has to screw up before he succeeds. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, he's ready to join the superhero universe, right? Right. So there's a lot there. So at the start of the movie, Doctor Strange, he is, he's a doctor, famous. He obviously just thinks about himself and then he gets in a car accident, hurts his hands, and then he ends up going to Nepal. I can't remember the name of the actual place. Do you have it? It was Kamar Taj. Yes. Yes. And so he goes there and meets the Ancient One and that's where all this starts rolling. Meanwhile... This other guy is trying to open up the dark dimension. Uh, uh, Cassilius is trying to open up the dark dimension to bring in the super big bad guy that I, you know his name probably. I didn't write it down. The super big bad guy was Dormammu. Dormammu. The Dark Lord. Right. So that's the general plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, in the end, Doctor Strange succeeds by putting on a time loop and making a deal with Dormammu not to come back to Earth. Right. Essentially, right? Because he has the Infinity Stone. He sure does. He does, which I think is the one thing you might have gotten right. Yeah, that's the one thing. <laughs> I mean, which, nothing about what happened with the Infinity Stone, just the fact that it was an it Infinity It was an Stone. Infinity Stone, which was a good call, by the way. Thank you. That well, was really I'm good. St- slowly starting to catch on. We're, it, yeah. we're over halfway through now, and I've begun to notice a single thing it's once in a while. starting to soak in. It's starting to <laughs> marinate. starting to chip away. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of the things that we really liked about this movie. Why don't you go ahead and start? Sure. Well, initially, I was very excited because it seemed we were going to have better music. But then oh. that didn't really continue. It was a nice little running thing for the first bit because he was naming songs in surgery, essentially, right? Or the year? Well, they opened with that. And then there was another song that I don't even know if it was a specific song you could identify, but it was just, it was it was upbeat and it felt grounded enough that it was significant. But yeah. then it just went all into it went away. whatever. Yeah. So, but I appreciated the... 
the effort <laughs> I, to I appease you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so getting into just the overarching, you know, origin story. I, I love that. And yes. he was, he was a really super big dick. He is. He was such a dick and I just hated him. In fact, I wrote, that was the second thing I wrote down. He's such a dick. Yeah. And so I felt like that carried us along very nicely. It was hard to even feel sorry for him when things right. happened to him. He was so awful to his love interest. You know, he was just awful. And then to watch that transformation. I love it. I it, love that stuff. It becomes a redemption story, much it, like Thor. Yes. And even Ant-Man. Even though Ant-Man's not a dick, he still, he was in jail. Right. And yeah, he's he kind of a, a screw-up. Right. And he's got to redeem himself. And one of the things that I, I really loved about the very end was that scene where he looked at his hands and they were still shaking. Yeah. Because he made a conscious choice instead of channeling the energy to heal himself and help himself like the egotistical maniac that he was at the beginning. Right, right. He's choosing to live with his hands shaking so he can help the world. Right. And it just it also showed just a little bit of brokenness in a superhero, which I love. Yeah, it's I love that. We've talked about that, how important it is to show some vulnerability. That's what made Iron Man 3 so great. Yes. Was that he's actually so vulnerable. Right. And in this one, he's a, yeah, he starts out as this, he said he's a dick. And by the end, he's showing some vulnerability, even even to uh, Rachel McAdams' character, showing vulnerability to her too. Just like, you know what, I I messed up. I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry. That's that goes a long way, and it, and it was kind of a, it was an earned moment, right? And I felt that the the shaking hand scene at the end was just the icing on the cake. Absolutely, I really liked Agreed. that. I thought that was a great last scene. Um, loved, of course, loved the special effects, the the worlds, oh, just the rolling and shifting yeah. worlds. That was so bizarre so and so cool. Cool, yeah, it was really fun. On top of that, I, so I know you never saw Inception, which I think we should probably watch because it. Inception uses kind of those elements with the world folding in on itself and doing all that. Okay. And it's so it's really cool. What I really want to say though is, again, this is what's surprising to me is Scott Derrickson, the director, somebody who's been doing horror movies, nothing these are the, like these big effects movies. The fact that he had this vision, along with obviously he's collaborating, to have that vision to do all these really cool special effects to me, I mean, just kudos to that because it could have been. Maybe that, had a really good team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it could have been that the like the special effects could have been the movie, but it was cool that it was they were amazing and they were a really cool part of the movie and creating another world. Yeah, it, it was. It was really good because we'd seen a lot of the similar special effects, right? Um, whether it was the big ships in space and the battle scenes or the hand, even the hand-to-hand combat, which I love. Yes. We had seen a lot of that and this was a whole different kind of thing. So yes, that was really definitely. good. That was very, very good. So I love that. Um, I loved the cape. Yes. And I don't, did, was it called anything differently? There's a than name the... for it. Uh, it's it the Levitation, I think it was. Something of Levitation. Maybe it was just Cape of Levitation or something okay. of that effect. I can't remember. I guess I didn't catch the name, but, you know, I recognized it right away when he first saw it floating in its case as one yes. of the, what the objects are called, the objects of... I should have written some of these down. Yeah, I didn't write them down, but yes. There's specific special objects and magical objects and... Relics, aren't they? Are they relics? Maybe that was it. Know. Anyway, as soon as we saw it, I knew because I recognized it from the movie poster, which I studied very carefully today. Um, But I loved the dynamic between the cape and him. It was fun. It was just it was a fun kind of teasy, teasy thing. Made for some good funny moments. It did. Yes, it definitely did. Another thing that I really liked about this movie was the blending of science and mysticism. Mm hmm. 
there were a few different times when that stood out for me. One was when he he was in the fight, but then he became injured, so he went through that portal yeah. to get to the hospital so science could save him. It's pretty cool. But then he had to go back into the mystical world. I mean, that was really cool. And when they had the fight as as their astral beings. Yes. That was, I think that was while he was on the surgery table mm-hmm. and Rachel McAdams, what was her? Ter- I don't know why I can't remember her name, which is terrible. Caroline or? Uh, Christine. Chris- it's Christine. Christine. It's Christine. Christine was working on him, right? She was doing surgery while he was on the table and he leaves his being and goes into his astral being. Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> my phone Oops. falling on the floor. And he's having that, they're having that astral being fight. And the things that were happening there, like the vending machine treats fell, a couple extras fell out and the guy went and got them. And, And it got me thinking about your question from earlier, which was, how do I feel about magic? And I love that idea that when something bizarre and unexplained happens, maybe it's something that we don't know. And so I felt like the movie just really played into that a lot. And I really, really liked that. That was great. I liked some of the characters like Mordo, who... Whoa. That ending, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mordo Mordo is a really cool character. I liked Mordo, and I liked the... uh, What was the guy's... The librarian's name? Wong. Oh, Wong. Yeah. yeah. I liked him. I liked some of those supporting characters. I was not... Well, we'll talk about the things we did okay. like later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there were some characters that I okay. very much liked. I have to say, I was not excited initially about Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. He, I know you weren't. I you just, spoke out pretty negatively for some weird reason. There's something about his persona i realized huh. that it's just it's it's just him i don't it's not okay. it's not fair it's unfair it's i'm going unfair. to right so <laughs> it took me a minute to sort of work through that but in the end i think he was he was a great cast for this yeah i, I, I totally agree with you on that and this brings us i want to one of the questions that wasn't answered in mailbag one of the questions was from michael he asked about uh Benedict Cumberbatch's accent, the American accent, yes. right? And whether yes. it's going to be a problem or... And as somebody who's not an accent expert, it didn't bother me at all. I didn't notice any problems with the American accent. I guess it, if I listen closely, I could probably hear him going to some British. Did Michael say that was something that bothered him? Yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't say it, he didn't specifically say it, but I'm assuming that's what he's kind of referring sure. to because his, maybe his American accent wasn't the best. Sure. I felt like at the beginning, I know I was more hypersensitive to it just because it was something different than the yeah. way that he usually speaks. But once I got used to it, I didn't notice. You Did said you, you noticed a little? Uh, here and there, but okay. for the most part, very little. But I, I kept thinking to myself, you know who he's, he seems to be channeling is Dr. House. Oh. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, well, they may as well just gotten Hugh Laurie for this role because <laughs> it's basically Dr. House becoming a Sorcerer Supreme. Well. Instead of his hands, you know, because Dr. Maybe House that's what he watched when he could practice his... <laughs> he must have. Practice his, his uh, American accent. It's pretty close. No, that, yeah, I guess that, that didn't, it didn't bother me. Me either. So. Good question, though, We're Michael. easy. That was a good question. Um, let's see. Moving right along... Why don't you go with some things you liked while oh, sure. I'm double-checking my notes? Because I kind of wrote a lot of chicken scratch here. Sure. Uh, well, what I liked, obviously the special effects, I got lost in them as much as uh, I have in any other Marvel movie. I thought they really made this movie stand out from 
a lot of basically the whole universe. I thought it was so cool. The folding in, the world folding yes. in on each other, all that. That yes. was so cool. Uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, again, what I liked about it is that it was creating a universe. It wasn't just the, it wasn't just a special effects movie. It was creating a whole new part of the Marvel universe that we get to look forward to because there is another Doctor Strange movie that's going to be coming out. In, a, in the next couple of years and it's going to be interesting to see where they mm-hmm. go with that okay. so mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed if movies ever truly come if they out ever again. come back the other thing and this is where i'm going to go back to the director uh scott derrickson i thought he did a really cool job bringing in those horror elements into this movie especially with when after um, dr strange has the car accident they almost created like a monster I mean, the way they shot it was very dark. Mm-hmm. And the way that all the, the camera angles, he just looked like he, he was a monster. Just this, you know, deformed mess of a man. And there, and there was this really neat thing. I don't know if it was an intentional tribute, but I'm going to pretend it is. They show the piece of paper and he's written Stephen Strange over and over again on the piece of paper. Yes. And I kept thinking to myself, The Shining, where it's all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy <laughs> over and over again. So I don't know oh, if it was intentional. Oh, that was a little, but I really, it was a little nod to that. a little homage. I, I don't know if it was, but I really thought that was cool. And so that part of it was, I, I thought his sensibilities as a horror director came through in this. So, because the movie, I would agree with that. There, there was a darkness to this movie. Yes. But oh, I mean, yes. But there's also the humor. And I want to just bring that too as something that I liked. I thought there were some nice elements of humor, like with the cape, as you said. There was just, it, there was some really nice physical comedy there. Yes. And also, there was that really funny scene with him and, and Christine in the hospital where she's basically like, fine, don't tell me. He's telling her exactly what's happening. And she's oh, like, yeah. She's, she's like, says, I, just forget about it. Don't, don't where where were you or where are you going? And he starts with, well, you know, I had to use my sorcerer powers to yeah. go into this realm. Yeah. yeah. yeah don't tell me that. That's... There were, I agree, there were a couple things that were very funny, but there were also a couple misses. Yeah, and I think that's Seems to be kind of typical in a Marvel sure. movie. They're not, but yes, I, I thought there were a lot more hits than misses as far as the humor in this one, especially in a movie that could, this could have easily fallen into being so serious. Yes. That it would have been. Well, almost... Benedict Cumberbatch, is an ex- he doesn't exactly pop into my mind when I think humorous actors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the supporting cast. Uh, I thought, I, first of all, Benedict Cumberbatch, I really did like in this role. Mm-hmm. But I, I love Wong. He doesn't have a huge role, but mm-hmm. it's a very important role. Yes. Uh, I, I, li- I like the villain. I actually thought the villain was very cool. I thought he actually had, uh, he, much like, well. Wait, which villain? The, uh, uh, Cassilius. Okay. I, I liked him as a villain. I, first of all, I like Mads Mikkelsen. I think he's a great actor. I mean, I'm a big fan of Hannibal, and I right. think he's so great. And so I don't know if I would have enjoyed the villain as much if it wasn't him, because I'm not saying he was the greatest villain in the world, but I thought the way he played him made me interested. He just... Yeah, well, you did say, see who it is, see who yeah, it is. Yeah, I just I just enjoy him. And also, I think they tried to give him a reason for existing, which is somehow the, the ancient one betrayed something you know betrayed betrayed him in some way um and i and, sure. I, and it, it turns out that that's what happened with baron mordo as well at the end baron mordo decided well, ancient one basically broke the rules went against the code i don't want to follow this path anymore and i think Cassilius before before that is kind of in the same boat so, uh, yeah so i probably i, I like that so there's a little okay. bit of a backstory again i'm not saying it was the greatest villain in the world but mads mickelson i just I love the guy. Just thought he was great. Okay. Uh, and again, oh, and Rachel McAdams. She did not have a big role, but I thought she had a good role. She it was, was solid. It was, it was a strong role, and she was just in there for a little bit. She she didn't put up with any of his shit, which I dug. Yeah. And then 
Although I, th- I did think she forgave him a little too easily. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I realize it had to be that way for the movie. But fair but enough. Yeah, absolutely. And he was such a jerk. At, well, sh- yes. At least she only kissed him on the cheek. Um, oh, and she kissed him right on his wound. Gross. That's a little weird. That's a little weird. No doubt. Yeah. Another thing I liked, I mean, I do like Tilda Swinton, but I do definitely want to talk more about that because I know that we're going to get into that a little bit more about mm-hmm. her character because um, I think she's a great actress. But there's something about uh, there's a question that was asked before about her role. We'll get into that. I think okay. that's important. Uh, but I think her performance is good because she's Tilda Swinton. And I think she's a great actress. So, um, but yeah, those were the things I really liked that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. Yeah. So that's uh, before we talk about the things we didn't like. We should talk about our MVPs, I suppose, right? Right. We didn't talk about our MVPs, and we still have uh, the one other question to get into. We'll get into so, that in just a moment. Who was your MVP? My MVP. Uh, you know, I. It's a tough one. I, I would say. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. Um, Casilius. Again, it's it's him being able to take a role that could have really not been anything. A typical, well, one of those Marvel villains that we've talked about many times where it's like, uh, and I just think he elevated it where it's like, oh, I actually care what happens here. Uh, I, I liked I liked his scheme. I liked everything about it, even though it's a little bit generic, but he's so great. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, I think the fact that he was able to do that makes him my MVP. Okay. Sounds good. I am going to go with, and it's, you know, it's it's a minor role, but I'm going to go with Mordo. Mordo, I guess it wasn't yeah. that minor no, role, it's, it's but a pretty big I role. felt like Mordo was sort of the anchor yeah. throughout a lot of that. And he was the first person he met in Camartage and yes. uh, the whole, yeah, I just, I really, I liked that character. And then, so for me, because I liked the character and felt sort of connected to him throughout at the end when we realize that he's he's going to go rogue. Yes. That was even more significant, I think, for me. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. So that's who I'm going to pick. That's, I think it's a great choice. Oh, one thing I do want to say that I liked. I, I actually liked the the way that he beat... Um, tell me what the big guy's bad, bad guy's name is again. Caecilius? No, the, the... Dormammu? Yeah. I love that part where he just has the time loop oh, to beat yes. him. I love that scene so much because it was such a surprise. And I forgot that happened. Oh, did you? I yeah. did. It was a surprise. And I also think it was a perfect... It was a very fitting end for this intelligent surgeon who, let's face it, didn't seem like he was going to be an ass kicker, right? Right, he was right. Just, he was, he, and he was in a weakened state. So, of course, he used his mind and he used his cleverness to do this thing and beat this giant, it's, terrible... It's entity. Yeah, entity, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That was great. So that was a great scene. So let's talk about the things we, we didn't like. Is there something sure. that stood out right away for you? Sure. Well, before um, before we talk about sort of the, the bigger things, I guess, well, the, uh, there were a couple particular things that okay. bothered me. Yes. Just little, they felt like errors to me. Okay. One of them was that scene in the ER when we both noticed they weren't wearing masks. <laughs> I was wondering about that. There's a part, I was trying to figure out why they would have done that, but I, I don't know. It, it was weird. Well, they're in the ER. They should have masks on. Yeah, I right? agree. And so, and maybe we're just very mask sensitive now, but was, that, that seemed like one of those Hollywood, like, you know, they say every movie has some mistakes in it. That felt like a mistake. I'm wondering if it was this though, because have you ever seen that? I, I mean, I'm a big action movie guy. And a lot of times what you'll see is there'll be a bunch of people in, in helmets or masks and then but they'll have the main character 
with no, you know, no helmet, no mask. And I wonder if that's so part of it. So we can see their famous face. Kind of, yeah. Because I wonder hmm. if it's like that to establish who they are and before they put the mask on. It's like, I don't, I mean. I'm I just not... felt like we were in it enough that that yeah. wouldn't have been necessary. So you absolutely could be correct. Stop defending them, Michael. I can't help it. The other thing along those same lines that I felt was an error was when he came, he, when he was injured and he came through the portal to into the hospital and he said, you need, you're going to need to get me to the operating theater immediately. Yeah. We don't call it an operating theater. <laughs> that's that British. Really? That's British. No, that's totally. Is, is it a British thing? Totally. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. They call it's the, it's the theater. It's oh, the operating. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's oh, very okay. like any, every book I've read, all of the, the like the crime shows I've watched. It's the operating theater. Well, then I take my whole thing back up from Michael's question. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch needs to shape up and get his American shit down. Well, there you go. Yeah. Theater. Actually. I mean, he spells it with an R-E too, like a dick. Obviously. Yeah. Theater. Theater. Well, and I, and so I thought to myself, did they, did he just spit it out accidentally and they just decided to go with it? Because to me that that's a, it was an error because they were supposed to be in New York. So fair enough. Error. So one of the things that did bother me a little bit throughout was he was so injured and weak and he had the shaky weak hands and he, and then he was, he had been, I don't, he wasn't shot, but whatever it was that they did to him. Well, what stabbed him. Oh, he stabbed, he was stabbed. He was so injured. He seemed like he was always way too weak to be fighting. Okay. And yet was able to step up and fight. Sure. And I get it if he's using the sorcery, but a lot of the time it, it was just sort of sheer willpower. And that, that seemed a little, come yeah. on. Yeah, I think it's fair. The dude was weak. He wasn't, he just wasn't up for it. He's so, still a human. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was a bit of a stretch. Right. I also felt, Cassilius, I liked a lot about the character, but because the only thing I've seen that actor in is Hannibal, I had to get over the fact that he literally had the exact same accent. Well, he's he, from like Norway. So it's just his accent is what you're saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his name is Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, I get that. <laughs> but it just seems so specific. I felt like he maybe should have mixed maybe it's it Sweden. up. He might be Swedish. Okay, I don't remember. fine. That makes uh, Fine. This is staying Fine. I'm not deleting this because you need to be... Publicly shamed. Publicly shamed. No, no, not at all. I hear you, though. Uh, okay. So the ancient one. Okay. Let's talk about that. Because, I, I mean, I, the stuff I didn't like is pretty minor. We should get into the ancient one. So that's... I think that's an important discussion. So let's, let's have the question so from the that question David So the question is from us. David. And the, the way that David framed the question was, who should have played the ancient one instead of... Tilda Swinton. Okay. So, so we obviously know how he feels about it. Well, so there's an interesting thing with that. I, I looked this up a little bit before we before the, the we started recording. And essentially, there was some blowback on this because the ancient one is supposed to be, I think, Tibetan. Uh, in the comic books, anyway. Okay. Oh. And so there's an interesting kind of dynamic here at play. Uh, Tilda Swinton is obviously not Tibetan. Right? right. And I mean, the fact that in the movie, even they said that she is Celtic. Right. So they thank the, you for matching her to her accent somehow. Right. Exactly. So what the the writers did, though, and this is, I think, an interesting thing is that they said they were trying to stay away from having the 
the ancient one being kind of one of those Fu Manchu type stereotypical characters. And so they went with Tilda Swinton. And then there's other people that said, well, no, you should have gone with an actress or an actor from Tibet or, um, or wherever. I kind of see both sides on this with that. But so let's, let's talk about the ancient one anyway. So this, you, you didn't like the character. I wasn't a huge fan. I'm not a big Tilda Swinton okay. fan, though. You not said, everybody is. You said you think she's great. And I do. I think she's a very quirky, interesting actress. I'm not saying everything that she's ever done I like. Yeah, she has some some quirky, interesting stuff yeah. she's done, and, and that's p- all part of why this just... Yeah, this this didn't at all seem like a fit for that. I liked that they utilized a woman in the, in the sure. role. That I appreciated. But how about Halle Berry? Sure. How about... Um, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. How about Charlize Theron? Sure. Uma Thurman. Yeah, there are a lot of choices. Or if we're going to have a dude, Ben Kingsley. Right. Patrick Stewart. I don't know. It just, it, it, it felt like a lot of other people could have, I, I don't know. It just, it, it just didn't do it for me. I, that makes total sense. I'm wondering about the, the idea that this could have been seen as culturally insensitive too. Uh, you know, as far as putting a white woman in a role that was kind of a, traditionally in the comics more uh was it was somebody i mean some i guess again tibetan or i think well, i think it's, it's tibet it might be some other one and i'm so sorry because i have it written down somewhere and i didn't bring it with me well again i think i mean it, the fact that we're even having that conversation is a good thing because throughout the 80s and 90s we were constantly seeing people portraying characters from other countries and just white people were you know yeah and i think i became so used to those inaccuracies growing up that maybe i just easily dismissed that right um but it's true if he's gonna travel all the way <laughs> across to the eastern lands you know let's right let's have it be a little bit more authentic yeah, so I don't have an answer. Not as this far sort as who... of pale-faced <laughs> British woman. Yeah, I don't have an answer for who I choose as an actress because I'm sure there are some other ones. I mean, one person that came to mind just because I love his work. I mean, I'm a huge fan of him from Hong Kong action movies and also from um, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Chow Yun Fat came to mind. Mm. I love Chow Yun Fat. Somebody mm-hmm. like that, or even Michelle Yeoh, or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who would be appropriate for that role if we're going to go that route. So I don't have a good answer. I, I see where the, the producers and the writers were coming from as far as why they did cast her. Right. Um, but I can also see the point of, hey, maybe we should have gone a different way. I think Marvel, right, especially at this point, you know, when this movie's being made, I think they're trying to go in a different way as far as bringing in more women, more people of color. But they're just starting. It's like just starting in this phase three. It's just a little clunky. It's still clunky. I wonder what uh, who David thinks. David, maybe you can post it on our social media who, who you think yeah. should have played that character instead of also, Tilda Swinton. And also let me know if I totally misunderstood what you're trying to get at here too because I'm curious because um, it's, 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 it's an important thing. I mean, representation in, in movies is a huge deal. And it's still not done very well. Let's face it. Right. You know? Right. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I think we should get into our movie rankings, don't you? Sure. Let's all right. do it. So here we are. We've done, well, this is movie 14. And wow. 14 movies. Yeah. And so let's see where you rank it. Uh, where where'd you put it? Well, I'm having a really hard time with this one okay. once again. I mean, it's, it's getting, it's just difficult in general, I yeah. think. But... Part of the problem is that I really liked the origin story aspect of it. I mm-hmm. liked that it was something different 
because I don't think I could just watch 10 more Avengers movies, even right. though they're really fun. Yeah. But there was just, but there, yet there was something that kept it from being way up there for okay. me. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I'm sort of just defaulting to throwing everything in the middle and you can't throw everything in the middle because then some things continue to just go further, further down. I that... think in the Marvel universe, you can make that exception because there is a, <laughs> mu- there's a very much a mushy middle here where they're all, it's not that they're bad movies. They're just not great. Yeah. And then okay. there's some that you don't enjoy as much and you can throw those at the bottom. I mean, there, there's definitely a mushy middle. I, I have a mushy middle too. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a mushy middle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful middle. It's a mushy middle. Uh, but I think this is in the mushy middle. Okay. So where would you put it? So I think I'm going to, it's, it's right in there around Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man. It's okay. kind of right in the, I think I'm going to put it between Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man. Okay. I think I'm going to put it. So you like this one a little bit better than Ant-Man, you think? But it's, I mean, it'd be a tiny bit. It might even be they're the same. They're very, very close. They're, very, they're similar movies in a lot of ways. They're very close. Okay. How about you? So I, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, there's, you know, I think we talked about this briefly last time and the last show was that this, this reminds me of my dad. My dad's such a big Dr. Strange oh, fan. Oh, that's right. So, and I remember one thing he said was that he goes, he said something about, they, well, it's hard to do a Dr. Strange movie because they don't have the special effects to do it. And it's like, mm. well, now they do. So he, now they do. Again, he never got to see Aww. this in action. That right? makes me so sad. Yeah. And so that part, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, I liked it anyway, but it also just that nostalgia. So it's a great movie for me. I like it. Where it ranks, I would put it, actually, it's going to be kind of in the middle at this point, but uh, I'm going to put it right between Iron Man 3 and Iron Man. I actually like this movie better than Iron Man. Okay. I liked Iron Man. Well, you don't have it that much higher than me, actually. No, I really don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's a good place for it. It'd be about my number seven. It looks like it's going to be your what I say number number nine for you. Right. So, I think that's great. Anything else we need to talk about before we get out? No, I guess just what's coming up next. Well, what's coming up next is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what those wacky characters are up to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what we have on board here. Sounds I'm good. Sorry, what we have on board. On deck? On deck. On, on board deck. doesn't make sense. On deck. What we have on board is a lot of pizza. We have a lot of pizza <laughs> on board. Uh, we just want to remind you that we are on Facebook and we are on Twitter and we are on Instagram. Please email us mgupodcast23 at gmail.com with questions, uh, ideas, anything. We we love to hear from you. We do. And don't forget to name when you hear the Charlie Bark because you can win some fab swag. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll do it. All right. All right, Gina. Well, for the MGU Podcast, I am Michael. And I'm Gina. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.